Father God, we just thank you for this night. Lord, we just thank you for your power, your grace, your strength, your purpose, your plan. Father, we thank you that this night we'll receive from you uh, something special. Enrich our lives, Lord. Let my words be your words. Uh, let us have a good time diving into more of you. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, again, welcome our sixth graders. We're excited that you are here, uh, and we're excited for what we're going to be doing. We started a series two weeks ago uh, called Alias, and we just felt it would be awesome to just go through some of the names of God. And so uh, I started off with the name Yahweh, and we, and we talked about that. And last week, Tony did El Rohi, God sees and he hears. That's awesome. God sees and he, he cares. Who said that? Awesome. Somebody give him $5. All right. He remembered. He remembered. That's awesome. And so tonight, we're going to talk about one of the names of God, but we're going to go uh, something a little different. We're going to talk about God as Abba Father. God as Abba Father. Now, you know, father is just the term of, of, of a parent. You know, you have a father and a mother. But Abba Father means daddy. It's a little bit more. See, a father is just based upon a title of procreation. Daddy is based upon a title of attachment and emotion. See, almost any man can be a father, but it takes a little bit more depth to be a daddy. Daddy has connection. Daddy has emotion. Daddy has love. Daddy has embrace. And so, so we're going to look at this from, from that standpoint. Abba, Father, Daddy. Now, when I was seven years old, and, and the new sixth graders, you probably haven't heard this story. Some of the other ones have. When I was seven years old, I was trying to help my mom clean up the kitchen, put a pot of boiling water on the edge of the counter. The water fell back on me and burned me. Seven years old, second and third degree burns, rushed to the burn unit, and was in the hospital, uh, ended up being there for six weeks, okay? And so during that time I was in the hospital, now me and my dad, me and my father's relationship uh, really was not really close, and even, even today it's not as close as I would want it to be. It's gotten better over the years, but at seven years old, I remember my dad coming to the hospital. My parents were divorced at three years old, and so when he came, there I was wrapped up, all, my arms wrapped up, my chest wrapped up, my legs wrapped up. You know, I'm hurting. I had to go through a lot of things while I was there, and so he came in, and we're playing checkers, okay? And so, you know, we're moving, I'm moving, we're moving, I'm moving, and one of the moves is I jumped him three times, and he didn't like that. And so he looks at me laying there in the bed, hurt, arms wrapped up, chest wrapped up, in pain, and tells me, if you're going to play like that, we're never going to play again. Now, I'm laying there hurting, and my dad starts putting the game away. And so he, he, he sits there for the next couple of hours and decides he's going to go ahead and leave. All over a checkers game. He leaves. So within the next couple of weeks, I was supernaturally healed. I didn't have to go through any grafts or anything, and, and they sent me home. But I, I had that stain in my heart from my dad for a long time. And see, what I begin to do is the thing that many of us begin to do with our parents when, we, uh, when, we, when they've disappointed us somehow is we begin to project on God some of the things that we have seen from our parents. 
And so we, we begin to, so the hurt and pain that I had from my dad and how I felt mistreated, how, how I felt he shouldn't have talked to me that way, how I felt he could have did something different. And even after that, there were many moments and times where, where my dad hurt me, I began to have distrust against God because I was having distrust against my dad. And, I, and, and as I grew up, I went through struggles in trusting God and struggles in believing God and believing my purpose and what he's calling me to do and who he's calling me to do. Despite everybody else telling me who I am and how great I am, the call of God on my life and what he's calling me to do and how he's defined something for me. I had a hard time believing them because I had all these negative projections of a father on me that I began to shoot out into the universe and believe that God saw me there exact same way and see and it took time for me to come to an understanding that God is different from my father see at times too often we could project the image of our father on the God and this is unfair to both parties our natural fathers cannot measure up to our unrealistic expectations of perfection See, and, 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 and God cannot be lowered to meet our natural expectations of a parent. The relationship between God and us cannot be filtered through our natural parental relationships, no matter if they are good or bad. God supersedes natural relationship and its limits. See, some of us may say, well, you know, Pastor Tommy, I've never felt that kind of pain from my parents. I've never felt that kind of hurt from my dad. My dad's great. He's awesome. He does wonderful things. Listen, God supersedes anything from our parents, good or bad. See, so, so if you feel that, that, that I come, come up in a great home, everything's good and, and everything's wonderful and everything's fantastic, that's great. But understand that God's love supersedes even that. And see, and it's easier when you grow up in a bad home because you can identify real quick. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's hurtful. I don't want to deal with that. So it's real easy. When I grew up, we grew up very, very poor. And I'm talking poor, poor. Like no food in the cabinets poor. Government cheese broke. I know y'all don't understand what that is. But government cheese broke. And that was good cheese, but it was government cheese broke. I remember being ashamed of the food stamps I had. I remember only having an egg salad sandwich for lunch, stinking up the whole cafeteria. And so for me, it was real easy and real quick for me to see, this is not God. I got to get up out of here. And it was real easy for me to know the things that I needed to know and the moves I needed to move because things were so bad around me. But it's really hard when you've grown up and everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Everything's beautiful. Everything's magnificent. Why God? And see, we have to begin to realize that God himself supersedes everything that's good and bad in our life. He is the abundance. He is the Abba Father. God Abba is beyond all attributes or failures of our parents. Jesus told his parents, look, I'm in the temple. I'm about my father's business. And even though he had to submit to his parents, his focus still was on his heavenly purpose. To model our relationship with God after our relationship with our natural parents would be limiting God to the failures and unrealistic expectations of man. Now, why would I be teaching this right now? And I asked God that question. And he said, because I want these young people to be connected to me now 
to go beyond their world and their atmosphere now. To go beyond their sphere of influence now. To begin to seek me like my son did now. To, to, to begin to look at me as their father now. To not begin to project what they see in their parents on me. But to go beyond that to grab a relationship and grasp that relationship with me now. To not have to go through circumstances and situations in their life. Fairies and ups and downs. Heartaches and pains. To come to a realization of me. But to come to a realization of who I am now. To be able to look at me and go, yes, I have earthly parents, but I have a heavenly father who loves me now. That he is there for me now. And so I want to walk us through four attributes, attributes of Abba Father. His love is eternal. His grace is immeasurable. He gives immensely and he protects passionately. Isn't that good? That's your heavenly father. So let's go with the first one. The scripture says in Romans 8.38, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, the present nor the future, nor any other power, neither height nor depth, anything in creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. God loves you. There's not anything you can do to get that love. He loves you. There's not a mistake you can make that'll break that love from him. He just loves you. There's no performance you can do to receive that love. It just is. All we have to do is accept his love. Amen? Number two is this. His grace is immeasurable. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's grace is there. Amen. He gives immensely. And the ultimate gift was his son. The best gift was his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the last one is this. He protects passionately. And I've got, I've got three daughters, especially when they were young. Now they're teenagers and grown women. But especially when they were young, every day I woke up wondering, thinking, how can I make sure they're safe? What can I do to protect them? What can I do to keep them safe? What can I do to, to make sure they, they won't fall into harm in any way? Because I love them so much. That I would do everything I can to try to protect my girls. Now, if I can do that, God does that even more. He protects passionately. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the mighty. And it goes on to say, and I will say this of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I trust. He protects passionately there. God is the ultimate father, but beyond the ultimate father, he's the ultimate daddy. He's not just there to, to tell you, do this, do that, but he's there to love you. He's there to protect you. He's there to keep you. His grace is there for you. He gave his son to die for you. 
But we have to look at him from a different perspective and not go, these are my parents and this is God too. No, God supersedes parents. I thank God so much that he is bigger than me. I thank God that he loves more passionately than I do to my girls. I thank God that he gives even more abundantly to my kids. I thank God that his love is eternal and is chasing them down. I thank God that he felt that way about them and he feels that way about me. So we're going to close with this. Romans 8.15 says, The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about the adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. By him we cry, Daddy. You know, as young people, the world you live in is constantly causing you to question your heart. News media, social media, your world, Snapchat, Instagram, and everything that's going on constantly puts pressure on you to question your motive, to question your heart, to question your direction, and oftentimes to question God himself. There are many conversations Pastor Stefan has had with people who question God, and most of it is because they don't recognize his love, and oftentimes because they've had such bad relationships with their parents that they can't see God beyond anything but that. So this is what I want to do tonight. Everybody, let's go ahead and bow our heads. And while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, if you have projected your relationship with your dad, your relationship with your father, and you've taken that relationship and you've projected that same relationship onto God, You've taken that relationship and said, you know, uh, uh, my dad hurt me. My dad doesn't love me. My dad looks down on me. My dad doesn't talk to me nice. Some of us feel like our parents aren't even there. And there are some of us in this room whose dad physically is not in the house. You know, there are people who don't even know who their father is. They haven't received that love and they've taken that whole image and projected that onto God. But tonight, you say, Pastor Tommy, I don't want that type of relationship. I want the Abba Father relationship. I want the Daddy relationship with God. I want the relationship with him that's, that, that I feel his embrace. I feel his love. I feel his grace. I feel his protection. The kind of love that makes me feel safe at home. If that's you tonight, while every head is bowed and eyes closed, could you raise your hand and let me pray for you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be afraid. Raise your hand and let me pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father God, I know the pain I felt throughout my life. Never really hearing or, or 
experiencing uh, the true love and affection from a dad. I know what it feels like when I struggled and saw all my friends had daddies in their house and I didn't have one. How I wanted to come home and have him pick me up and he was not there. How I graduated from high school and he was not there. How I, when I got married, he was not there. And oftentimes I would rush back and cry out to you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you redeemed my heart. You cleansed me from that pain and hurt. That you became my father, my daddy. Father, that you uh, filled the gap inside of me that was missing. I pray that on every last young person that raised their hand. Father, that where they feel like there's a hole in their chest that's missing, you fill it. Where they feel like uh, I may not be loved, Lord, that you show them you love them. Father, when they're crying and hurting, that you show them your protection, Lord. Father, that you keep them and show them how much you truly love them, Lord. Father, wrap your arms around them when they need it. Be there for them when they're hurting and show them how you are Abba Father, their dad. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.